the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. It's Hour 3. It's Backbone Radio, September 18th, 2022. And you always notice that these are the days where it kind of gets cold at night, but then it heats up hot during the day. So you have to have your AC on in your car when you're driving home from work, if you work. And you have to have the heater on in the morning when you're driving to work. So it's kind of like you have to have the heater on all the way. Then you have to have the AC on all the way. So it's just, uh, what do you call that, uh, bipolar weather. And I love September. I love October here, Denver metro area. And I am getting excited about putting the skis on at some point. Uh, saw a little report from Arapahoe Basin that they've already had a little snow at A Basin. Yeah. <laughs> Blake, are you a skier? Do you uh, do that? Are you a boarder or a skier or anything? Mountain sports, winter sports? I am a boarder. You're a boarder. I could tell. It's the long hair. Shrimp Gives you away. Row. Yeah. The, the boarders, I tell you. The boarders are, you know, not quite as cool as the skiers, but, uh, but they're still cool. So uh, I grant that snowboarders are still cool, even though they mess up my moguls. You people flatten out my moguls. Mary Jane is no longer as good as it was when they introduced snowboarding. Uh, Flatten those things. But uh, I'm not complaining. Anytime you're on skis, it's a good day. Anytime you're even not on skis, it's a good day. In spite of it all. That's the phrase for the Biden era. In spite of it all. One thing to be pointing out here, and I'll get to the phone lines in a minute, is, yeah, yeah we'll get to just a little bit of the Trump rally in Ohio. Another massive rally, dude. He's packing the houses. No other politician in America can do that. And the crowds just love it. They just love it. There's no place they would rather be than at a Trump rally. And, oh, that has the attention. They're, they're, so, they're so worried that he might run again and he might win again. And um, Hugh Hewitt did ask him a question. And um, Julie Kelly keeps saying that she's expecting there to be an indictment of Donald Trump. They're going to indict him for something related to January 6th, the January 6th commission with like Adam Schiff and 38 point loser Liz Cheney, the establishment crowd They're because they know that they can't beat the guy. They know they can't touch the guy. So they're going to have to try to indict the guy. The next impeachment essentially is what it is. But would that take Trump off the table for 2024 election? Hugh Hewitt, our our brother, our our comrade, Hugh Hewitt, asked this question to President Trump and listen to what he said. I'm just asking if there is such a prosecutor and they indict you, would that deter you from running for president again? I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. And as you know, if a thing like that happened, I would have no prohibition against running. You know that. You've already I do. And that's what I wanted people to understand. That would not take you out of the arena. It would not. But I think if it happened, I think you'd have problems in this country, the likes of which perhaps we've never seen before. I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. What kind of problems, Mr. President? I think they'd have big problems. 
big problems. I just don't think they'd stand for it. They will not. They will not sit still and stand for this ultimate of hoaxes. Yeah, I think we are kind of at our limit of hoax after hoax after hoax after hoax after all these years. And what kind of problems, Hugh asked? Well, big problems, bigly, bigly problems, says Donald Trump, and uh, big ones, not like little ones, you know, but actually big ones. And listen to the crowd here last night in Ohio chant USA, USA. Yet all I have ever wanted and all we've ever fought for is to simply, very simply, make America great again. that USA chant from the Ohio massive Trump rally last night and see that just sends sends the quivers down the spines of the corrupt beltway elite when they hear that this guy is still out there doing that and even talking about maybe having to do it again in 2024 he's up 42 points in the primary polls according to Harvard Harris if he runs again it's Looks like there's not even a race. If Trump decides to run again, he's got this thing. And now, after what happened and watching our country go to hell, we may have to do it again. Sounds like a lot of applause there to me. May just have to do it again. Stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. You have heard some people saying that, oh, they're going to indict Trump. They're going to indict him. But I'll tell you what, the raid on Mar-a-Lago backfired so thoroughly that what would an indictment do? How much would that backfire on the Democrats, on the ruling class? And, you know, I guess these are open questions. We'll see how it plays. But, oh, I think it would backfire, and I think it would crystallize the awareness that it's been hoax after hoax after hoax. Everything to do with Russia, Russia. My gosh, you see what happens when an outsider shows up in Washington, D.C.? And you do wish that more people could understand this dynamic. But the people who do not are the propagandized blue pill minds that don't realize it, but they seem to want to live in a gulag. They seem to want to live in a prison in which the unelected administrative state, the unelected bureaucrats, people in the DOJ, the FBI, the agencies run this country, and they choose to do so with Stasi tactics, folks. I just don't think there's an appetite for that in this country. Not yet, anyway. No, we're not Winston at the end of 1984, that hasn't happened yet. Let's say hello to Ron in Conifer. And, Ron, thanks for checking in, sir. What's going on? Well, one thing I'm wondering about is why would Trump wait until the day before he departed to declassify these documents? Why not do it earlier? He did a lot of stuff earlier, but I think in particular what Mike Davis is saying is that the Crossfire Hurricane documents were declassified the day before he left. But... 
so you know, a bunch of the bureaucrats were in there, and A.G. Barr was trying to get him to not declassify stuff, you see? He was surrounded by these traitors and by these bureaucrats that didn't want him to do it. It was always a big, big issue. But Trump wanted to do it, finally did it. So you're saying, I mean, there's still really, I mean, I don't know what he would have had to lose after after the election. You know, it seems like at least at that point he would have wanted to declassify him. Well, he did. There's no debate. There's no question on it. He did. They were declassified. But, I mean, you know, he just, I mean, regardless of what Bill Barr wanted him to do, I would think he would have done it uh, sooner. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you on that, that uh, he maybe could have done it sooner and gotten it out there sooner. But, you know, he maybe was wondering what kind of blowback would happen. What would the deep deep state do to him then? You know, would they impeach him a third time? You know, <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose. That's right. Anyway, also, um, I'm I'm wondering um, how does uh, what's his name, the turtle, uh, Mitch, uh, Mitch yeah, McConnell. McConnell, how do how does he have a, a power to, to to quit sending money to the Arizona Senate candidate? Yeah, somehow um, the high ups that uh, run the overarching umbrella Republican money gathering organizations, um, he has power in there. And, you know, if he decides that, uh, you know, he doesn't want money to go to Blake Masters because he's an America first or in Arizona. Well, uh, who's doing well in the polls, by the way, it's a very tight race. He can do that. That's Mitch McConnell. Again, Mitch McConnell wants more power. And he would have more power with a Republican majority if they were all rhinos, but he would have more power in the minority if they were all rhinos. You see what I mean? Sure, he wants more power, but I, it's uniparty power. It's not America first power. See? I would think they would be up to the RNC, not to him. He's not part of the RNC, is he? Well, there's, there's different branches of the money-making and dispensing organizations, right. and the RNC is one of them. But they're real, all pretty tight, you know? Real, and, real quickly, I, I listened to uh, the Boyles a couple weeks ago. I forced myself, but he's still on his... Uh, and his unsupported diatribe against Trump. Well, and he, we love him. We love Boyles, just so you know. I don't. There we go. Lauren Daigle bringing us in, and that's a song, that's a duet with Petey Davis. And Lauren Daigle is in town on Wednesday coming to Red Rocks. Yes, I'll, I'm going. Going to have to go to that. You know, might as well. Love Love the music of Lauren Daigle. There's Petey. You can hear Petey. And I'll tell you one thing. If my name was Pete, I don't. I wouldn't want to be called Petey. Yeah. And I'm not making a reference to my colleague. It just occurred to me. <laughs> but um, if my name was Pete, I wouldn't try to go by Petey. But that's uh, Lauren Daigle and Petey Davis, which, uh, you know, probably. Does that make him sound like, like he's kind of a teenager or something? Hey, Petey. Yeah. Um, even in the Brady Bunch, wasn't he called Peter? You know, Greg, Peter, and Bobby? He didn't, they didn't call him Petey. That's before your time, Blake. You probably never watched the Brady Bunch, have you? Okay, well, you missed some fine quality entertainment there. Just the story of a lovely lady. Anyway, won't sing that one either. Any Brady Bunch fans out there? At any rate, I wanted to call her Ron brought up Mitch McConnell. And uh, you got to remember, Mitch McConnell was the guy that promoted Merrick Garland to be the new FBI director back in 2017 when Trump fired Comey. That's all you need to know about Mitch McConnell. He's uniparty. He is ruling class power. 
And he was going to try to saddle Donald Trump president with a complete partisan hack loser freak like Merrick Garland to run the FBI. And Merrick Garland has run the most hack partisan DOJ you could ever imagine. But Mitch McConnell, again, he's he's snubbing America first Senate candidates because, you know, he wants rhino power. He wants uniparty power. It's not, again, about putting America first. It's not about Republican voters. He despises the base. He despises Republican voters. And that's exactly what Ned Ryan says here. We've got to understand this. Notice something interesting recently. Try to pay Tucker attention. Tucker Carlson There are a number of significant Republican candidates around the country. That would include Blake Masters in Arizona, Donald Bolduck in New Hampshire, for example, who seem to have been defunded by the Republican Party in Washington. Huh. Why is that? Something's going on here. Ned Ryan might know what is going on here. He's the CEO of American Majority. He joins us tonight. Ned, thanks so much for coming on. So maybe I'm just being paranoid, though I'm not sure you can be too paranoid at this point, but it seems like a lot of the candidates who are challenging the most basic orthodoxies of Washington, views that are not shared by the majority of Americans, people actually want to make this a representative government, are getting shafted by the funders in D.C. Is this happening? It's absolutely happening. I mean, Mitch McConnell's Senate Leadership Fund just pulled $8 million worth of ads out of Arizona. And, Tucker, I remind people that the Emerson poll that just came out recently shows Blake down by two points uh, against Mark Kelly, who's only at 47 percent. It's an eminently it, it's it's a winnable race. And I would th- I, I think one of the reasons they're doing this, Tucker, if we're being honest, the GOP establishment establishment is not putting America first. They don't want America first. It's Washington first and, and America maybe eventually. And you look at this, this behavior, it's, it's by sociopaths. You can only look at this. Mitch McConnell would much rather lose races than have America first senators in the Senate because he's petty, he's vindictive, and he despises the base. And that's the only explanation. I think it's the real explanation as to why he's pulling funding for Blake Masters and others. He would prefer to be in the minority. He's playing games. Tucker, let's be clear. He's playing games with the future of this country because he is petty and vindictive. Mitch McConnell has been playing games all along. He's been forever patrolling the Beltway back rooms, trying to wet blanket, muzzle, and stifle the America First sentiments of normal heartland Republican voters, which is almost all of them. But there's Mitch McConnell out there uh, throwing the wet blanket on Arizona. And by the way, if we would have had Ron Hanks become the nominee in Colorado as the Republican, and as opposed to Joe O'Day, you guarantee you that Mitch McConnell would have spiked Ron Hanks without throwing any money to Colorado, where they said, of course, you know, whoever the nominee is, you got to support whoever the nominee is. But the establishment doesn't do that. They only support the rhinos. Yeah. Ned Ryan finishes Mitch off here. Well, it's also true, at least according to news accounts, that Mitch McConnell's family has benefited greatly from its ties to China, communist China. So maybe it wouldn't be a good thing to have other members of the Senate who are openly anti-China who might say something like that out loud because you're not allowed to say that out loud. Well, I mean, it's a problem. You don't want America first senators inside a Republican caucus. Then it becomes unruly. You might not be able to control it. I've said this plenty of times, Tucker. I'll say it again. Mitch McConnell is a small enough individual that when push comes to shove, all he really cares about is being the leader of the Republican caucus, even if he's in the minority. That's all that Mitch McConnell cares about. He doesn't care about being really being in the majority. He doesn't care about the country. He wants to be the leader of the Republican caucus inside of the Senate. 
And if he has America first senators inside of the caucus, it becomes problematic for him. Therefore, I will pull funding eight million worth from Blake Masters and other funding from other America first types because I'd much rather they lose than win and cause problems for me in Washington, D.C., even if it means I'm in the majority. Man, I hope patriotic Americans can make up that deficit and get Blake Masters to the United States Senate where he can help clean the house. I really, do, I really hope. Same here. Ned, Ned yep. Brian, thank you so much for that Thumbs analysis. up for Blake Masters and Carrie Lake in our neighbors to the south, Arizona. But, you know, hey, if Mitch doesn't want America firsters, hey, what if we voters don't want rhinos? Huh? Huh? How, how is that going to work if we don't want rhinos in there to muddy up our Senate caucus? Yeah. Well, anyway, let's say hello. Looks like we got the ace man in Ohio checking in. And ace, how you been, sir? I'm well, Doc. As always, best political commentary around. It's very simple. Whether it's Mitch McConnell, the FBI, Merrick Garland, DOJ, it does not matter. They are all scared of Donald Trump because he represents a threat to the bureaucracy. The great lovable Rush Limbaugh used to tell us the number one job of bureaucracy is to take care of the bureaucracy. They are afraid of Trump dismantling the bureaucracy and exposing the lies and the corruption and everything that has happened, whether it be the Mitch, Mon- uh, Mitch McConnell, Rhinos, and the Senate Republican Fund, which Cory Gardner used to be in charge of that fund, by the way, um, pulling the money from Blake McMaster's whether it's them spying illegally on Donald Trump, them trying to go after him for a process crime, for declassifying and exposing, you know, Crossfire Hurricane. It is all about that. It is about protecting the bureaucracy so they can have their Martha's Vineyard government (laughs) style where it's good for them and the heck with everybody else. They do not want the truth being exposed, and they will do anything and everything they can to prevent that truth from happening. Again, the only way you can take this on is at the ballot box. Be a pool watcher. Get involved politically. Make sure you show up at your Republican caucuses, especially in Colorado. I did it when I lived in Colorado. So you can fight to prevent rhinos from getting in place. It's the only way with overwhelming support. The electorate has to make their voices heard because if they do not, then the few that do make their voices heard will exactly. end up on the on, on the end of Ace, what DOJ you know, and Biden has said were evil. Well, what do you, what do you make of that? Like like what you just said that uh, you know they're looking out for themselves. They only care about themselves, their well being. The you know the Beltway types, and the only way you can run a country that way when you treat the rest of the country like dirt is if you have enough force, power, and propaganda to pull it off. And does, it, does it make you wonder, do they have that kind of power? I do not think they do. The largest army in the world is the civilian population of the United States. When Governor Northam uh, declared a day in Virginia um, that armed people shouldn't show up, they had so many people show up. It was over a division of people that showed up. Over 21,000 armed people showed up. They, they vastly outnumbered the National Guard, and it was peaceful, not one incidence of violence. So, again, they will do whatever they can to prevent us from showing up and voting and exposing their corruption. Yep. And get God ready for Trump. the polling psyops. for exposing it. Oh, and God bless the ace man out in Ohio. Thanks for checking in. Love it when you get a chance to do that. We'll be back. 
Yeah, we're getting ready for the Lauren Daigle concert coming up this week. We'll have another Lauren Daigle next break. She's coming to Colorado, coming to Red Rocks, and we've been playing her music for about five years around here since she came on the scene and just love, love her sacred pop tunes. What a voice. And maybe it's time to go hear that in person. If you don't have the Lauren Daigle soundtracks on your device, you may maybe should check that out and... I'm off to the phone lines here in just a minute, getting text to the studio. Uh, Alexa points out she grew up on the Brady Bunch in Gilligan's Island after school, and I was like, hey, ditto, same here. That's what I did after school, and I was like thinking that um, I might have made something of myself if I wouldn't have been sitting around watching Gilligan's Island and Brady Bunch, you know, as a kid. <laughs> but uh, by the way, during COVID, the Dunn family was sat there with all our kids. We watched the entire Gilligan's Island. I got the entire box set on DVD. We watched every single season. I think it was like five seasons. And my kids loved it. They loved Gilligan's Island. That was a COVID thing when we actually found ourselves like sitting around. I was not working. My kids were not in school. We were just like looking for things to do. Might as well watch some Gilligan. And that was, we'll remember that. But at least got that on to the next generation. But Scooby-Doo is the best. Scooby-Doo is like the ultimate in culture and civilization, and nothing will ever top the Scooby and Shaggy duo for fighting crime. We could use Scooby and Shaggy here in Colorado, where we're number one in car thefts per capita. Good grief, Democrats. What have you done to our state? Not the state I grew up in. Let's get some Republicans in there. Yeah. And... um Wanted to just say one thing. Um, Constitution Day was yesterday, 235 years ago in Philadelphia. 39 men signed the document and sent it to the various states for ratification. And um, Ned Ryan points this out. uh, Let us remember where we came from and reject the entire premise of the administrative state and restore the republic back to the original intent of the founders Our Constitution, the true separation of powers, power in the hands of the representatives of the people, and a concerted effort to break apart and devolve the administrative state. Break the administrative state. Drain the swamp. Restore the republic. And if only people could understand more how power has gone from the hands of the people into the hands of the unelected bureaucrats in the beltway. Ah, that's why we have the divided nation. That's why we don't have a homeland anymore. We have a beltway homeland. That's how they see it. The bureaucrats just work for them. And should Trump run and win again in 2024, what the president needs is the power to fire any and all executive branch bureaucrats at will. Fire them all, take on the deep state, jettison them, launch them, catapult them out of the beltway exactly in the manner that Martha's Vineyard is catapulting the 50 illegal aliens off of their island. The good leftists of Martha's Vineyard talked about that in hour one. Scott Ulinger, former CIA officer and station chief, was talking to Breitbart News the other day, and he said this, that um, the intelligence agencies cannot be reformed unless the president can fire every federal employee. And he says, I agree with the idea of breaking them up because I don't really see how they can be reformed in any kind of meaningful way 
unless the president has the power to basically fire every federal employee at will, end quote. Spot on. And that's a former CIA station chief saying that. And want to save this republic? That's exactly what we need to do. And that's exactly why that small slice of the Beltway is so nervous. They know that they're like this fringe cult lunatic group pulling the power strings in the Beltway, and they've got the Homeland Security and the FBI and the CIA, all them working just for them while targeting the rest of the country. They're nervous about that. They're worried about the masses figuring out their deal, figuring out their scam. And I don't know. We'll see if we'll see if that Mar-a-Lago set of documents might contribute towards that end. And let's say a little hello to Jim in Inglewood. And thank you, Jim, for checking in. Glad to have you here. Good evening, Matt. Uh, you know, yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just like that bit you were playing uh, about the uh, Republicans and the rhinos. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, I look at what's going on in Arizona and those candidates, and I look in Colorado. And, uh, you know, it just seems to me our candidates, I, I don't know, they just, they, they talk a big game, but they're not getting out. They go to the Lincoln Day dinners and things like that, but they don't get out with the people. You know, I live in Douglas County. I know about the people around this area, and this is pretty a pretty red area, that no one knows who's running in the Republican Party because they don't seem to be caring a damn about the people in Douglas County. I've, I've gotten flyers from... All the Democrats, guess what? We had our um, Oktoberfest festival in Highlands Ranch there in Douglas County. Democrats have a booth there. Where the hell were the Republicans? Not one. The guy, mm. the guy that's running against Jason Crow, you would think he would get his ass out there. But no, nowhere to be found. This is the pathetic Republican Party we have. They just assume we'll just go to dinners and we'll get money from the people that give the money, but we won't go out and meet the people. This is why we have a pathetic Republican Party. Mm. You just don't feel like it's connected to the grassroots, that it's like really engaged, that it's like really committed, that it's like really making things happen. I'm in sales. And you know what? You have to have a message. Tell me what Heidi Vinal's message is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I like Heidi a great deal, actually. And um, I like her. Just truth be told, more than our Senate candidate, um, who seems to be like the McConnell-approved candidate. They're going to vote for them all anyway. Got to vote Republican anyway, no matter what period. Just do it. But um, the message does need to get out a little harder and a little bit more powerfully. And, um, you know, I I, I want to help. Um, and, boy, I'll tell you what, if there was ever a, a year where Republicans could win this state, this would be the one. I mean, Biden has screwed the pooch on every damn thing. We got crime skyrocketing in the state of Colorado, and people know that Colorado is a big old mess right now. So um, it just takes, you know, if uh, I don't know, if you could just get around the consultants and go out there and connect with the people and bring it home, that might be the thing. Uh, it, you know what? They just go to the same game that they've gotten their butt kicked every darn time, and they think they're going to get a different result, and we know what that is. That's called insanity. And they haven't changed the same one damn thing. You need to get out to the people. You need to get your message out. You need to get people to go and talk. They need to get out. They need to be at these type of events. There has to be some kind of a spark. Instead of sitting at home. 
And, you know, and Heidi in particular, she has that spark. She really does. And she's got all of the right skill sets and all of the right, you know, talent. Just imagine maybe somehow get around the consultants and the managers and the, the wet blankets and just bring it, you know. But uh, I, I don't I know. Think, you know. Colorado's she, tough, she's right? Gr- is, is, well, you know what? I think Arizona's tough, too. And yet you seem to get some stuff. You know what? Blake Masters is going to just kick his butt right you know what right he's down like two in the polls right now and uh carrie lake is just taking arizona by storm she's she's gonna she is amazing yeah coattail she's gonna carry the republican party by the coattail and you know um richard barris that guy that does the polling i'm sure you're familiar with him. oh i am the people's pundit he follows me on twitter can you believe that yeah yeah it's amazing that's the guy you need to listen to when you're talking about it and he says Herschel Walker's got this already down. Oh, yeah. Warnock, no way. has got this down already. Yeah. Yeah. Oz has got this. And you McConnell know, is not I helping think... Herschel. That's another one where, come on, Mitch, step it up. But I'll tell you what. Well, I you keep know, going, Jim, but I, 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 I see what you're saying, and uh, I don't know. Let's just, Republican voters, just in spite of it all, just find a way to make it happen is my advice. And, Jim, all the best to you, my good man. And let's say hello to Jack, Wyoming Jack. Welcome aboard. I want to take I got three items real quick. I want to take exception to something you said. You said you spent too much time watching Scooby-Doo, and therefore you never amounted to anything. Well, I take exception to that. I think you've amounted to more than just about anybody I know. <laughs> well, and I know some pretty accomplished people. Well, uh, you, you know, know uh, I, I, my, my mother would, would agree with you, Jack, on that. Um. <laughs> 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 Amen. Well, I don't, I don't say that. I, I don't say that without some thought behind it. Now, let me jump to another one. Uh, as far the Jets as Jim game? is concerned, I wish The Jets you... game? Oh, I don't know anything about sports. Oh, okay, don't talk okay. sports with me. All right, I, someone, I thought that was you saying that the, the, at the Jets game in New York, they're chanting FJB in a big way, as in, uh, let's go, Brandon, remember that chant? But, uh, but, yeah, uh, I, just, I just got, yeah. And okay. J- Jack, your, 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 your phone is patchy. Could, could you can you hang on through the break just a second and maybe uh, go to a different part of your room or something and uh, let's let's deal with that patchiness. We'll maybe take a break to do it. Um, anyway, Backbone Radio, Matt Dunn at your service. One more segment, thrilling one ahead. We'll be right back. Yeah, Lauren Daigle coming to Colorado Red Rocks this week. We're playing her tunes. Played some Sigrid in the first two hours. She's coming to Colorado also, all the way from Norway. Might as well be here when it's like starting to get dark up north. Uh, good choice by Sigrid there, but really looking forward to tell you hearing some of the sacred songs of Lauren Daigle this week. And boy, we've had an awful lot that we have covered tonight. And I wanted to work in one thing. We're talking to Jack right now. And, yeah, somebody people keep telling me that, like, there's a big blank Joe Biden chant that's been going on at the New York Jets football stadium. <laughs> I haven't been able to find it on Twitter, but at least I'm getting anecdotal reports. And it's like, well, that's in New York. Yeah, if, if you lose New York, Joe, you've lost the country. He's already lost the country, but it's now PSYOP time. Demonize and outlaw your political opposition time. That's their plan. And Tulsi Gabbard agrees with that. I just want to get this worked in, and I'm going to say hello to Jack again when we come around the corner. But uh, Tulsi, Tulsi, tell us, she's so good at this, the desperate power-clinging 
of the Beltway. I, like so many of my fellow service members, I enlisted because of those jihadist attacks on 9-11 to support and defend our Constitution, to protect our fellow Americans and to go after and kill those who attacked us on that day. And it is despicable and outrageous to hear these people to hear these people uh, say the things that they're saying, comparing our fellow Americans to terrorists, actually worse. They literally said they are worse than al-Qaeda terrorists. Um, This just shows how far they are willing to go, pushing our country to the brink of civil war, demonizing, targeting our fellow Americans as worse than al-Qaeda terrorists, all to hold on to their power. That's all they care about. Whether you're talking about the Biden administration, these talking heads on TV, U.S. senators, the Department of Homeland Security, the people who are some of the most powerful people in our country, who have the strings of the national security apparatus at their fingertips, Targeting our fellow Americans just because they didn't vote for Joe Biden, all because they need they want to hold on to power. This this is outrageous and should be concerning to every single American. And we got to see right through what they're doing. The timing of this is not an accident. We are just weeks away from the midterm elections. They are concerned that they will lose the seats that they have. And so they're again not caring about the consequences and the destruction to the country and the heart of the American people willing to foment this fear to say, hey, don't you dare vote for these Republicans because they voted for Trump and they are traitors and they are a greater threat to our country than al-Qaeda jihadists. There you go. Tulsi Gabbard bringing it home, talking about the bitter clingers of that small slice of fringe cult lunatics in power in the Beltway who are taking this country to the brink to cling to their power taking this country to the brink, folks. And that's what I have said for years, is that that small band of freaks in the cultish power corridors in Washington, D.C., they they will stop at nothing to maintain their hold on power. Our job is to wrest it out of their hands peacefully. But, oh, they're not good. They are destroying this country to stay in power. They're calling the heartland of this country, terrorists worse than the 9-11 hijackers because somehow they think that benefits them so they can stay in power. We don't have a homeland anymore. We don't have a broad homeland. We only have a Department of Homeland Security that protects the power interests of the Beltway. That's the links that these people are going to go to. And they are scared to death that the people are going to be onto their scam and rise up and vote them out in mass. Let's see it happen. Let's say another hello. Jack's line was a bit patchy, and Jack, you're back. You're from Wyoming, but welcome aboard, Let sir, me again. Let around. Okay, yes. Let me know when the phone works. It's working now? Yeah, we're working. How about now? We're good. Yeah. Hey, listen, I've said this a million times, and Jim's a nice fella, but he's, he's, he's promulgating and continuing with a mindset that people have to make an adjustment on, and I've been saying this for two years. There is no Republican Party. We vote Republican just to keep Democrats out of office. Yes, we do that as an opposition move. But there is no Republican Party. There's two parties in this country. There's a Trump Party and there's a Socialist-slash-Communist Party in this country. And those are the only two parties in this country. That's it. And I've been saying it for two years. Well, and it makes an awful lot of sense to me. And, um, you know, you just... 
you know, if you don't totally go for the Republican we have, you got to try to vote the other people out, and that's that's just the reality of what we're facing in Colorado, blue state with a mail-in ballot. You know, just got to do the best we can, right? We need to get rid of these Republicans that do not take a position and do not stand the ground for conservatism. We've got to get rid of all of them. They've got to be voted out. But anyway, uh, look, I don't, uh, you know, I, I can't understand why people don't understand that the Republicans that do not take a conservative position are not oh. Republicans. They need to be removed from office. We're, we're losing you again. We're losing your, your phone line just a little bit. You might have walked about two feet in the wrong direction. But Mitch McConnell only wants rhinos. He doesn't want America firsters like Blake Masters, right? Um, and he's, he's yeah, been very lukewarm really on Herschel Walker. So, um, Well, where does their money come from? But, but their money what if, doesn't come from the U.S. Treasury. What <laughs> if the voters had that same attitude and said, well, we don't want rhinos, so we're not going to vote for your guys, Mitch? I mean... Wouldn't that be fair play, right? But that's how a party, you know, I mean, that's how you lose the country, right? But I don't know. Maybe the rhinos are losing the country just as fast as the Democrats are. And, you know, at some point, it's well, if, better to put America first, come what may. One, one last point. If Trump was to go ahead and fire all the federal employees that are useless, which you and I both think ought to be done, we both believe in that, right? Yeah. I'd love it. Well, they'll be saying he's the... They'll, 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 be, they'll be saying he's the second coming of Draco, and they'll impeach him for it. Oh, of course. I mean, that's, that, that's yeah, yeah, of course. They, the, it's absurd to have a president show up in office and be completely undermined by every bureaucrat in the executive branch, which is what Trump had, because those people go there and they sit there like barnacles for decades, and um, sure. they're the ones that exercise the real power. No one elected them to anything. But um, you create a bureaucracy yeah. like... Homeland Security, what does it do? It ends up serving the elites, not the rest of the American people. The FBI has morphed into some nasty Stasi organization. The CIA as well. It's become the KGB. We're not in a good place. You create these bureaucrats, they get lives of their own, and they pretty soon they have all the power, and the American people who pays their salaries as somehow like their enemy and targeted by these agencies that the American people pay for. Isn't that amazing, Jack? That's where we are in this country. And we've been warned about this over and over and over and over again. Yep. Ike with the military industrial complex, the CIA, the FBI, and and the uh, we've been we've been warned about this repeatedly. Ronald Reagan on bureaucracy, the, all the things he said, exactly yes. right. Well, the the most important one was Benjamin Disraeli, and he said under Queen Victoria, he says if you give the vote to the common man and instead of leaving it with the landed gentry. The common man will vote for the landed gentry's money to go into their pockets. <laughs> Interesting. Well, Jack, I'd keep going, but it's the end of the program tonight. And I always, okay, Jack from Wyoming, Pat. I thank you Bye-bye. for getting Liz Cheney evicted from Wyoming. And thank you, Jack. And by the way, I had a text to studio, very interesting quote. Listening to your music choices, I'm thinking you are quite a romantic, end quote. And I said, oh, that's. That's that obvious, huh? It's, it's, it's true. It's like a little secret around here, but Host Dunn, very romantic temperament, very romantic personality. As I've been found out. Took a very astute listener, text the studio to figure out the romanticism of the host. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, uh, we'll see you next Sunday.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.